0: If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew as we continue our study in chapter 5, 6, and 7, for how long it takes us to get there. Um, <clears throat> Matthew 5, beginning with verse 14. Last week, ye are the salt. Tonight, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a lampstand, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Brother Ken Jordan, would you lead us in prayer, please, brother? This is another portion of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, this sermon does not present a way of salvation, but presents a way of carrying on the Christian life. You see what I have in my knees catching. You see the sticks done laying down. Um, it's a way of life if you're going to live in God's family. Okay? I'm reminded of um, children who are. Uh, um, beyond, well, toddler age when they uh, may be adopted by a family and that family may set them down and say, okay, you know, we've chosen you to come and live with us. We want to be the parents you do not have. And so we want to tell you what the rules are in this house So because we, we all want to get along together. And that's basically what the Lord Jesus uh, is doing here. He wants us all to be able to live together as a family and our practicing here because, hey, we're not put here to stay. And we're practicing how we ought to live while, while we are in God's family on the earth. And then, hey, we're going to be together uh, one day in heaven as Christians. So light is what enables us to see. It carries messages to the eyes It carries messages through the eyes into our brain so that we can understand and know what's going on uh, in the world around us. We hear noises if we can hear. We hear noises and so we respond to wherever the noise is. We turn our heads and we look to see anything that gives off light. Of its own source is called the the main source, and that's what Jesus is. He is our source. He is the source of light that you and I, uh, that we need. Uh, In John chapter 1, uh, verse 9, it talks about Jesus being the true light. And then Jesus said, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness was unable to overcome it. I I wonder sometimes, you may wonder, this is crazy to even wonder, where does, where does the darkness go when lights come? I don't know, it dissipates, it's gone, it disappears, but you turn the lights off and the darkness reappears. Okay, the Bible says that men love darkness because that's where their deeds were uh, created. That's where their deeds were performed, in the dark. Satan is the father of darkness, by the way. He is the one that wants it to happen at night. And so, when we think about all this, I I wonder, when Jesus said uh, that you are the light of the world, uh, what did he mean? He he is meaning that we are to be the reflectors of who he is. Now, I've seen many reflectors, I mean different colors, and uh, I have seen those who uh, maybe they have been stationed near mud puddles and the mud is splashed up on them, and so they don't reflect a clear, sharp light. They must be cleaned. I've seen reflectors that are cracked that do not reflect in the uh, right direction. And a lot of these new automobiles, a lot of the lights on the back are mere reflectors. So when your light shines on it, it reflects back just to let us know as we see, hey, this is something up above. You need to slow down. You need to stop. And so our job as Christians is to be light reflectors now Jesus said, ye are the light of the world, and it was as a period there. Stop, ye are the light of the world that first of all, that is a compliment from the Lord to all those who name the name of Jesus. Now, when we think about what he said there, all of us uh, we like to receive compliments. Oh, you look good, you, you seem so happy. Uh, you did a good job. And on, you know, we, we, just, we just like to receive compliments. Um, but we are to be like Christ as Christians. He said, you're the light of the world. There are some ways to bring men to the light. Bring them out of the darkness into the light. I want to give you four little simple things. By teaching the truth, okay? The truth. Jesus said he was the truth. So, by teaching the truth of God's Word, we teach the truth. That is, Jesus is our representative, and I am representing Him in this world. All of us who are saved, we are representing the Lord Jesus Christ. We are His reflector. And secondly, is by the knowledge that God gives. Now where do we gain this knowledge? We gain this knowledge from reading and studying his word and the Holy Spirit reveals stuff to us that we need to know. Um, I don't know all there is in the Bible. Don't ever plan to know everything and understand everything in the Bible. For when we do, then we may lay it down and not pick it up and read it. It is a book that is inexhaustible. It is a book that will never grow old. It is a book that's always been ever since uh, God began to write the Word of God through authors. And and, uh, it's still the number one seller in, in the world today. And we talked about how many Bibles, average, an average home has at least four Bibles. And an average home, uh, it's only read maybe once a week, an average. And a lot of times that's just at the house of God. Where, you know, I I think about in order to gain knowledge the daddy should be taking the lead here. In reading God's Word and, and being able to share it with his children. Uh, so when a child comes a daddy, what does this mean in the Bible? Hey, you know, I don't have all the answers and I didn't have all the answers when our boys was growing up. But to read God's Word and to study God's Word, the Holy Spirit uh, will, re- will reveal the knowledge that, that uh, we need. A third thing is a personal testimony. Um, you know, I don't just do it for just to be doing it on Sunday night when I say, has anybody got a word of testimony? Hey, if it's nothing else, I thank God I'm saved. You know, it, it's a gift from God. Salvation is. And every morning, I just thank God for my salvation. I mean, I didn't earn it. I didn't do anything to get it. He gave it to me. And he will not take it back. And, and the fourth thing is, is being a good Christian example. Now, when we think about being a good Christian example, um, you see, we're the offspring uh, of salvation. When people ask us, as a Christian, well, can you explain what salvation is? Okay, where would you start if you were going to try to explain what is salvation? Well, a simple term is deliverance from sin, okay? Deliverance from sin, from that habit from that thing that I, I would constantly do that was slowly decaying and destroying and delivering me into Satan's hands. You know, he's powerful. And he would love to have all of us who name the name of Jesus to backslide and go against what God teaches in every way. But we are his we are an offspring of salvation. So it is a deliverance of sin. Salvation, secondly, hey, if he's trying to explain it, it's a gift from God. And we know what gifts are. Hey, if I want to give you something, it is a gift. You can't buy it, you can't earn it, and I don't want it back. It's a gift. All right? So, when we think about this offspring, we're the offspring, I'm the offspring, you're the offspring of our parents, whom a lot of times we favor. You know, I, uh, one of our nieces says, uh she don't see me too often now because they're married and live in North Carolina and don't see them maybe once a year. She said, Uncle Kenny looks like granddaddy. Well, you know, when I look in the mirror sometimes, I'll say, hey, grandpa. <laughs> uh, Lynn said, I act like him. Well, I guess so. They say, oh, you sound like him. Well, I guess so. I'm his offspring. Okay? And uh, I thank God for my mama and daddy-in-law, which I love. Some of you might have rem- might remember my mother-in-law. If you do, now, as uh, time goes on, Lynn begins and is favoring her mama. But thank God she took after her daddy. She'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, you know, our offspring. What do we do with that? Um, you know, just sitting on the porch one day and noticing our little dog, and I, I said, I said, "I wonder, I wonder if his mom and daddy's still living, or I wonder if he had any brothers and sisters." And you know, the thing about it, he don't have a clue. You, you, if you even ask him, he wouldn't have a clue. But it's offspring okay, of, of, of this, and we are offspring of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. We, when we were born into the family, he, the Bible says he created us, and we were created in the image of God. So what in the world happened? It happened back there with Adam and Eve. When sin came into our lives, it distorts our attitude. It distorts how we look. It distorts how we act. Even this morning I heard a preacher uh, and he was talking about Adam and Eve and what the devil simply said to Eve, you shall not surely die. Well, no, you're not going to die right now, but you are progressively you're going to die. Progressively we are all going to pass away if Jesus don't uh, soon come back. So may we as the offspring of Jesus... And thanking him for the salvation, we need to favor him more and more. And he gives us this rundown right here. You're the salt, you're the light. And that's what we're looking at uh, tonight. And so when we uh, uh, think about our offspring and our salvation and favoring Jesus, we need to favor him in three simple ways. They all start with an A, in our actions. In our actions. I saw a man today and he said, yeah, I know you. He said, You come into Lowe's a good bit. I said, I sure do. And he told me where he was. I said, You know, I thought I recognized you. And I'm thinking back, boy, I sure am glad I ain't showed out in there. Our actions speak a whole lot louder than our words. So not only our actions, but also our attitudes. Our attitudes. And, you know, sad to say, all of us, our attitude sometimes is bad news. Now, your attitude doesn't have to speak, okay? Your attitude can come through your facial expressions. And I'm, you know, I'm tempted sometimes to say, well, that's a rotten attitude. And you don't have to say nothing. Just your look on your face. So the actions, the attitude, but also... The affection that we have for one another. So, well, I, I like them, but I don't love them. Well, you've got to love them. According to the Bible, you got it backward. You've got to love that person. You don't have to like what they do, but you've got to love that person. It's just that simple. Do you think that Jesus likes all of our actions and all of our attitudes? Certainly not. But he loves us. And we're going to have to adopt that into our own hearts and minds with our actions, our attitude, and our affection. So, as we think about us being light reflectors, not only did he pay us a compliment, but secondly, he gave a comparison in verse 15. He said, men do not light a lamp and put it under a bushel, or words, where it cannot be seen, But he puts it on a lamp stand because the higher up it is, you know, the lighter it is. If we had the capabilities tonight of lowering these chandeliers and them being only light, hey, the lower they are, the less light they give out as far as covering territory. But then the higher they go, then they spread. And so when we think about this comparison, uh, we are to be like Jesus, Um we are little lights in a dark world. I think it's been, I don't know, I think it was before we ever moved out of here and out yonder, we had a um, some kind of candlelight service. Y'all might remember, I'm thinking, maybe it was, wasn't here. We had one big candle on the altar table, and each one by one came with a little candle and lit it and went back to their seat. So it started from one little light till everybody got them all lit and, and what a light that it made. All of us, we have that light within us if we're saved. And we need to let that light shine. That's what he said. Men don't, don't light a light and then hide that light. Okay? In our world today, we have undercover cops. Okay? Well, I'm not always dressed up in a suit casual clothes sometimes and a lot of times I'm in my overalls and somebody say, oh, I didn't know you was a preacher. I said, I'm undercover today, you know, but we don't light our lights and stay undercover. He said, put it on a lamp stand so that everybody might see the light and be drawn to that light. Now, uh, when we think about this, little lights, a lot of little lights produces a lot of light. And so these reflectors is to reflect God and put him first in our lives. Now, when he comes into our, our lives, he wants to come into our heart. He wants to come into our mind. And he wants to come into our soul. And we're to love the Lord with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind. In other words, our total being. Now, here's a reflector, let's say, Okay. And you're shining a light against it. It's reflecting back. But what if I do it this way? You're not going to see it. Sometimes that's the way we are. We might see a situation and we'll turn. Hey, and I don't want to get involved with in that. I don't want them to know I'm a preacher. My goodness, I, I just don't want to get involved in that. I don't want to let them know that I'm a Christian. You know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm moving. Um, have you ever been in a situation somewhere and hear somebody holler, is there a doctor in the house? Meaning somebody needs medical attention. Have you ever been somewhere and and hear it say, is there a preacher in the house? There was a preacher, he's done passed on now, who called me and he said, uh, I've been witnessing to this man and said, he's ripe and he's ready and I need you to come and lead him to the Lord. Well, you know, of course, yeah, I went. I didn't say, well, you won, you do it. But that's the way sometimes we are as reflectors. We turn, hey, you do it. I just don't feel qualified. I'm afraid, I'm afraid they're going to ask me something that I don't know that I have the answer to. Listen, I don't have the answers to a lot of questions, okay? We can't be a know-it-all, even though some of us, you heard to say, us, act like we know it all. No, I certainly don't know it all, that's for sure. But when we think about this comparison... We're to be like Christ. John chapter 1, verse 5 says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. He was tempted in all points just like we are, yet he was without sin. Okay, not only do we, or do we be like Christ in this comparison, but uh, as lights of the world, we should be drawing the lost people to Christ. Uh, we should reflect Christ in such a powerful way that people would say, hey, I don't know what it is about you, but I wish you'd tell me. What an open door. Just as a plant in a house is drawn toward the light. You know, lost people ought to be drawn toward the light of the gospel that they see uh, in our lives. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father lest he come through me. Okay, no man's going to come to the Father unless he reads the Word of God. No man's going to come to the Father if he don't have somebody sharing the Word with him or living the Word with him. All right, let's get a a third thing is this light reflectors. He not only paid us a compliment and a comparison, but third of all, he gave us a uh, command there in 16, the word let. Think about the word let. We might say, Let me help you. Let me come to see you. Let me encourage you. We're asking for permission. And Jesus says, let. I'm asking permission for my light to shine through you before men. And he tells us why. Why do you want us to do that, Lord? That they may see your good works because they're not going to see mine. I want them to see your good works as you are led off me. And they will glorify the Father when you tell them you are what you are because of who I am. Who is in heaven. Okay, it's a command. Um, We're to shine for Jesus because Jesus said so. And because it's the right thing to do. We see two reasons here that people may see your good works. John chapter 3 verse 31 says, But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made visible, that they are wrought in God. In other words, the word wrought, um, it it is a, a term that means fashioned. It's a term that means it was styled. It was beaten into position. Our Lord was beaten before he went to the cross. He was beaten severely before he went to the cross. There are places today in the world where Christians are persecuted. They are literally beaten because of of who they are, because of of their claiming and knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as their their Savior. And so, uh, you know, we think about that manifest. Well, we're just to make visible. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. Listen to what, what Paul has to say. It says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Can I say that? Can you say that? By the grace of God, I am what I am. He said, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, I didn't earn it, I didn't ask for it, it was given to me, was not in vain, but I labored even harder, he said. I wanted to do more uh, for my Lord abundantly than all else, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. And, w- and the grace of God goes with us. When you look at the word, the word grace, hey, it's God's riches at Christ's expense. God had the, the gift that he wanted to give to man, but it had to be paid for. Even though it was a gift, somebody had to buy it, okay? You might have a gift you want to give somebody. Somebody had to buy the gift. Jesus bought that gift and paid for that gift uh, with his blood. And then it says, why do I want to do this? Glorify your Father which is in heaven. Give all, get all glory and praise to God. It's You know, it's tough sometimes to, to live a straight up, outright, in right life without Sin. It is tough. It is hard. I told you in the beginning, uh, before we got into chapter 5, that the Ten Commandments are tough. And the Bible says if you break one, you have broken all of them. But the Beatitudes is tougher if you live out that kind of life. John 3, 6 says, that which is born of flesh is flesh. And we know that. Here we sit in this room tonight in the flesh. Amen. I hope you will, before you go out or do something tomorrow that we will take a bath. Okay? Why? Because the flesh smells. You know, after a while, the deodorant wears off. The perfume becomes stagnant, and we, we stink. And so we've got to clean ourselves up. We've got to put on clean clothes. Uh, the flesh, he says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit of God is from the Spirit of God. And so we, we live and we, we move and we have our being in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, man, we are limited uh, and cannot save ourselves. We are limited and we can't keep ourselves saved. You know, if it depended on tonight, if it depended on perfection, hey, we'd go out of here lost and, and, there, and there are some denominations, faith, sects, whatever, that believe, hey, I need to get saved again. I need to get saved before I go to bed. And I'm thinking, my goodness, what if I forget to do that before I go to bed and I die in my sleep? Thank God that I don't believe that way. You don't believe that way or you wouldn't be here tonight. We believe in what the Word of God says, that that, that the Lord Jesus, when he saved us, he saved us forever. And he don't take that back. He don't say, well, you've been such a bad guy, I'm going to take back my salvation, and you just have to redo it. Well, every time we do that and we cause doubt, or the devil caused doubt to come to us, the Bible says we put Jesus back on the cross all over again. All over again. You know, the, this morning in our, our getting ready, I didn't hear everything, but we were listening to a preacher, and uh, I was enjoying what he had to say, but then he was finished, and the next one that came on, he says, I'm Catholic, but I want to share with you about the Lord Jesus. Well, right behind him was a cross. And of course, you know their thing. They got Jesus is still on the cross. You know, I I love the cross, but I want to see an empty cross. And he talked about what you know that, that cross meant, and basically he was right down the line. But then he got to wandering over here and wandering over there, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, I I don't, I don't know where he's going. And then it was time for us to leave, so we left. But I've talked to people who follow have followed Catholics and. And one lady told me, I said, can you tell me about the Catholics? Because seriously, I didn't know and still don't know. She said, Kenny, I'll be honest with you. I'm, and she's probably was 30 years old. She said, I've been in the Catholic Church all my life. I don't understand it yet. And, uh, you know, we, we're still friends. We see them out. Hey, it's always a handshake and a hug. Um, but, you know, they've never been persuaded uh, to change over. But man, we, we're limited and we got to depend on God to keep us where we need to be kept. Now, if I can't change, what's going on in my life? I need to have the right spiritual attitude cuz some things we can't change, okay? But we need to keep that right spiritual attitude. And if we got a bad attitude, then hey, it's going to come out in our words. Or our facial expressions. So we need to make sure our attitude is right. Or else to ask somebody would they like to believe in Jesus. Hey, it's useless. Because they might say, well, hey, I mean, I've been watching you and listening to you. And if that's being a Christian, I don't want anything to do with it. You know, that would probably be the most embarrassing thing for me as a Christian. For somebody to say, hey, I thought you were a preacher. I thought you were... Saved person and talking and acting like you're acting—that'd be that would be so embarrassing. That'd be like years ago being brought before my daddy. Your son was caught doing this and doing the, Oh me, I've embarrassed my daddy, and then he's going to use his embarrassment on me. You know, we are. He said, "You are. You are the light." And because you and I are the light, he said, "Please let give me permission." To let the light shine that all may know who I am. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you that you have given us the charge that we are the light. Lord, I pray that you would help us to let that light shine before you. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his precious word. And Lord, I thank you that the word speaks for itself. Just help us to pick up on it and to follow you daily. In Jesus' name, amen.